welcome to this episode of Joy's World, the podcast. Oh, I need a jingle. I definitely need a jingle. Um, today I have a special guest with me. I found her on TikTok, and we're going to talk all about TikTok in a little bit. But please welcome the lovely Claire Sisk. Welcome, Claire. Woo! Welcome to my world, babes. Thanks for having me. No problem. Are you are you excited? Um, I am. I actually am. You're you're someone who's on my level. Not many yes. people are on my level, but I feel you are. Well, that's good. Hopefully you think that by the end of this episode. Hopefully. Um, so Claire, I always ask everyone I interview the same opening question, which is, how are you feeling today? How am I feeling today? Do you know what? I woke up in quite a bad mood, but I've just eaten some Rebels, so I feel good now. <laughs> I mean, chocolate will do that for you. It will It will make you feel better. Yeah. It's a proven it, fact, I think. It, it definitely, ha- I ate the whole bag, um, so tomorrow I probably won't feel good about that, but right at this moment in time, it's, it's perked me right up. <laughs> I believe, though, in like doing anything that makes you happy. That yeah, is live for the moment. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like if you're in a bad mood, we've got to cheer ourselves up. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. And do you know why I'm in a bad mood? Is because I had to change the bed in and I hate changing the bed in because it takes so long. Like, so long, it's ridiculous. Honestly. And I just read Mondays and my boyfriend had to go into work so he couldn't help me. So I was like, oh, I've got to do it on my own. But I did it. I did it. Changing bedding is annoying. But I heard one time that there was like this duvet cover that only had one like it only opened in one corner and apparently that was meant to make it easier have you heard of this no I have not but I did see here I can't remember on what app it was on that somewhere is selling washable duvets and I was like oh might have to invest in one of those yes but and however my washing machine is really small like it's like 6kg so I don't think my duvet would fit in there no I don't think it would either but I mean I'm most people sure. would say buy a bigger washing machine but why I'm do that? pretty sure this one you popped like to make it a thicker tog there were poppers along it and you would pop two together I don't know I don't know if I now imagined that also can I just say I hate poppers as well I like I prefer buttons or zips on duvet covers because the poppers always unpop it's annoying yeah no see buttons are tricky for me I've never had to duvet with a zip before (laughs) that sounds fancy yeah that sounds really fancy no no they're not honestly they're not I got it from Lidl's oh I mean if Lidl's is fancy now then I mean you know Oh, might have to Sorry. Google that. Zip up duvets. Yeah, zip up duvets. And also, you know those like fleecy duvet covers, like the teddy ones. They yeah. usually have zips on them as well. But I can only use them in the winter. Use them in the winter because they get you really hot. Also, sorry, just since we're talking about bedding, I really hate you know like when you're in bed and then someone moves and the corner of the sheet comes off. Oh, oh. my god! Like I can't sleep like that. I have to get up and fix it. Yeah, I I bought deep fitted, deep field fitted sheets purposely because that is a bugbear of mine. So now these the sheets I have, they tuck right under the mattress. 
and oh, I've really? got quite a thick mattress topper as well and it goes right under that because that winds me up that really winds me. I'm like the pee and the princess when it comes to sleep I'm sorry but you know you know that you're a proper grown-up when you're having a conversation about bedding and this is really <laughs> enjoyable for me do you know like I I must be an adult now surely definitely definitely so Claire obviously one thing that we both have in common is that we're both visually impaired whoop, whoop. um tell, tell the listeners who may not know so obviously I follow you on TikTok but tell the listeners who may not know what is your eye condition when was you diagnosed tell us all that jazz this is what the people want to know okay so it'll be 13 years ago this April I had a stroke and then six months later in the September I had another stroke and from that, I noticed driving at night wasn't quite how it should be. I was I was struggling to see signs and thought, OK, this isn't normal. And I go and see my opticians, um, lots of tests and appointments later, they say to me that the rods and cones were affected by my stroke. Um, but not to worry, because at the time, NASA had just invented bionic rods and cones. And, you know, you say the word NASA, you're like, oh, yeah, I want to be part of that. Um, and then I went to a special hospital in Sussex. I can't remember what it's called, but it was in Haywards Heath. And they have like a really good specialist eye clinic um, where they were going to do more checks to see about these bionic rods and cones. And that's where they were like, no, it doesn't look like that's the only problem. Uh, they then referred me to Moorfields and that started my Moorfields journey um, where they you sit there for like seven hours you visit every <laughs> single clinic in that hospital there's no wi-fi you're in the basement your eyes are dilated so you can't see anything anyway it's a rather boring and tire, tiresome day um, but the conclusion was that they there are six different diseases in my eyes they don't know what any of them are so therefore they couldn't really tell me much about it. And they first diagnosed me with Best's macular degeneration. So as the years go on, my, for sort of from about 2009 for about seven years, my eyesight just very slowly was deteriorating. And then I wake up one morning and I'm like, I really cannot see very well today. So I phoned my local outpatients and um, the ophthalmologist that I was seeing there, he, he wasn't the most pleasant of mans. I was quite large at the time. And I remember him telling me that if I lost weight, I would be really pretty, which I was just like, mm, that's not really what I'm here for, mate. More wow. about the eyes. Um, he had just retired. Um, so I was quite thankful that I got this lovely lady and I went in to see her and she said to me, um, you know you really shouldn't be driving because at the time I was driving in the day still and she said your your eyes are, are bad and she said I need you to see this professor at Moorfield so she on that day registered me severely sight impaired which is blind in England I think other places they have different terms like legally blind means um sight impaired whereas blind means completely blind whereas over here we just have either sight impaired or severely sight impaired which is blind so I then go back to Moorfields um, and they they then say it's not best macular degeneration we just think it's a retinal dystrophy we can see that your core cells are all dying now this was <laughs> 
2017 so what's that like nearly five years ago so say so about four and a half years ago um they took images and you could see that there were these black spots all in the core vision and then I was going every three months for about two to three years and every three months they were comparing the images and this black area was getting bigger and bigger and bigger until we're at the point today where that whole area is now black I have no core vision whatsoever but I'd always had a peripheral vision and now I'd probably say in the last maybe three years that peripheral vision started going funny um, and in the last year that depth perception that I had has now gone so the best way to explain my eyesight would be um, if you were to make a puzzle and then you take out everything but leave the border and then just take out loads of bits of those borders that's all I can see when I look at something mm -hmm. that's pretty much the sight situation there yeah and I think it's interesting because a lot of the time people often think that if you have a visual impairment or you're registered blind, a lot of people just assume that we was born with it or that we've lived with it for a very long time and we know like everything about it. But I think it's really important. And I think, you know, this is why I do the podcast and you do your TikTok is to actually help people understand that a it's a spectrum visual impairment is a spectrum blindness is a spectrum um and we can all see different things we can all see like it's so when people ask me like what can you see I'm like oh, I don't, like where do you want me to start like it's so you know it's really hard and, and as you said like some days are better days than others as well mm. and like for me, I can't see at night time um like, I don't like going out at night I'm like I can't fucking see shit all I can see is the lights of cars and stuff um yeah but it varies, you know, it very much varies. Yeah, like for me, if I'm tired or my eye strain, the little bit of vision I have goes. Whereas some days I'm like, oh, I can make I can make things out today. Mm. But it will, it'll all depend on how much sleep I've had, whether I'm stressed, whether I'm relaxed and stuff like that. And I think the, the biggest thing is as soon as you say to someone I'm blind, they just automatically assume you see absolutely nothing at all. Yeah. Like, well then, you know how, how can you breathe when you can't see it's stupid questions <laughs> oh we'll come on to that Claire we're coming on to stupid <laughs> questions in a minute but yeah no it's so important that people understand like we can be registered blind um I've been I've been registered since I was about I think I was 10 I think I was 10 um and yeah it's my vision has changed since then I've had lots of surgeries um and things like that um one of the things I was gonna uh, ask you about because I was watching your TikTok live earlier and someone mentioned something about like corrective surgery for their um eye condition and you said um you don't really get into that much talk to me a little bit more about that what 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 are your views on that so I mean I think it was only a few weeks ago there was this new bionic thing where they put a chip in a lady's eye and she wears a camera pack on her belt loop and that camera pack is putting the images into this chip which is then putting that image from the chip through to her brain so she's kind of able to see what she's looking at and it's absolutely mind-blowing to me that they're able to do that and it's great but the reason I don't get I don't research these kind of things and I don't kind of get sucked into these stories is because I think a lot of the time 
it can give me false hope that I think oh they might be able to do that for me and then I think oh well they don't actually know what's wrong with me so no they won't and like the lady that had that done had retinitis pigmentosa and my mother has that but there's so many different variations of that disease that what what was able to sort of give her a little bit of vision isn't going to be able to give everyone who's got RP vision and sometimes I think the media it is great it really is phenomenal I don't want to take that away from that you know the people who invented it and the researchers and all the time and effort that have gone into that but I think the media because of they have lack of knowledge of sight loss they're like oh yeah blind woman can now see and it's like not really the case is it um and I think it just gives people false hope and then you probably have it yourself where your followers and your friends and your families and people who know you're like oh my god did you see this can they do it for you it gives them the Mm. false hope that oh they might be able to fix Claire's eyes they might be able to fix Joy's eyes and it's just like Mm. yeah no that's not going to happen for me um so that's why I don't kind of I don't read those stories because I think it can just have a bit of a, a bad effect on my mental health because I'm always hopeful that they'll find out what it is and that they might say we can cure it but I'm kind of one of these people I do hope for the best but I'm also real and I'm prepared for the worst and if life is just going to be like this for me then I'm fine with that but if they do find a cure and find out what it is then I'm also fine with that and that's interesting because I totally hear what you're saying but I also would go a step further for me and I would say I don't I don't think I even want my sight back like I I really feel like I have done a lot I don't I'm not religious or anything like that right but I kind of feel like I was meant to be like this and I feel like if I all of a sudden had some surgery that got me more vision I don't know what I'll do with it Claire Mm. other than look at men I don't know what I would do I really don't I feel like rather than wanting to and and I feel like it's obviously it's everyone's personal choice but rather than like for me wanting to like correct my vision I would rather the world was just more accessible and then I wouldn't have as many issues you know what I mean um that's yeah yeah, that's that's it for me like I don't I actually don't think so like my right eye is totally blind and I used to say oh if they could do something with that eye then I would go for it but if there's anything with my left eye because I've got a little bit of vision in that I wouldn't want to like tamper with it basically because things can go wrong um but I'm actually quite okay like with how much I can see I feel like I've got used to it I feel like I've accepted it and um I want my benefits and no, I'm joking I'm joking I'm joking I'm, I'm joking am I am I Claire am I <laughs> no I get what you're saying because you do you you get used to your life the way it is you know like people quite a lot of the time would say would you rather be deaf or would you rather be blind and I'm like I love music I would much rather not have eyesight than not be able to listen <laughs> to music but if you were to ask a deaf person, would you rather be deaf or blind? They, they, they're used to that life. And I mean, I do, I do believe everything happens for a reason. And sometimes you don't find out what that reason is for a very long time. And I think, you know, my eyes were like this because maybe I am meant to educate and raise awareness. You know, maybe I'm just not meant to see 
how ugly the world can be at times and and things like that I do I do think it not so much when I first was going through this I just Mm -hmm. thought god what have I done to deserve this but now I do I do hear what you're saying um that's not to say that if they would fix my eyes that I would take it because I just I loved driving and for me that is such a huge thing to me still that I just it's the one thing I think I can't let go of I had so much independence when I could drive and just not having to rely on anyone but then that being said it's like well actually you know I'm really fortunate my boyfriend my daughter and even when my parents live near me will drive me anywhere I want to go my best friend so it's not a huge inconvenience I think it's just I'm still, although I've been going through this for nearly 13 years, it's still quite new because the majority of most of the sight loss has been in the last four years. I think I'm still getting used to it. Yeah, and also you've had that experience of driving. You know what that's like and it's been taken Mm -hmm. away from you. Does that make sense? Whereas some people, like me, for example, I've never been able to drive in my life. So now the goal is just to find a partner that can. Do you know what I mean? That's that's the goal, Claire. Um, Preferably with like a Bentley or Rolls Royce or something. Yeah, or a Jeep. I I kind of like a Jeep. I want a big car. Do you know what I mean? Um, But yeah, no, that makes sense. Like when you've had something and then it's taken away from you, that's very different to when you're like born with it and you've just never been able to do that thing. Not that you don't have that desire, but the desire would be different. Does that make sense? Because you know what what that feels like. Um, Talk to me a bit about TikTok. So that's how I discovered you. I think you just came up on my For You page. I started following you and seeing your videos and things like that. When did you start your TikTok? Why did you start your TikTok? And how are you finding it? Right. So when did I start it? it I think it was like March or April last year. Um, and it wasn't just TikTok I was posting on. I was using Facebook and Instagram as well. But the backstory behind that was so I'd been to the supermarket. And I do a lot of stuff on my own still, me, my cane and my CNAI app. I'm fiercely independent. Um, My boyfriend and daughter are always, oh, I'll come with you. And it's like, no, I can do this. So just trotting around the supermarket, minding my own business. And I don't know what I was making that day, but I needed some form of herbs or spice. So I'm in the herbs and spices with my CNAI and it's, you know, reading out basil, oregano, Italian spices and this woman bless her come over to me and she said oh do you need any help and I said no I'm really good thank you I've got I've got my app and it's got me covered and she said oh do you mind if I watch I'm really fascinated and I was like no go for it and then we started talking about how I do things using this app and she was just blown away she was just like I cannot imagine myself being able to do that if I was in that position and she was just so so lovely And then I go to pay and I'm at the till and I get my phone out and I'm texting my boyfriend. Now, majority of us who have visual impairments or are blind, we use voiceover. Um, Some people are lucky enough that they can just use the massive text. I used to be Mm -hmm. that person. I could use my phone with the text, but I use voiceover now. So I get my phone up and I'm texting my boyfriend and I'm using text to speech. Um, when you've got a basket in your hand and your white cane in the other hand it's just easier rather than using voiceover for the keyboard and I'm saying to him nearly done um, be out in a minute and the man in front of me basically accuses me of being blind uh, faking being blind because I'm using my mobile phone 
and I was just now. I was just like I was so shocked I come home and I just thought if he thinks that about me does everyone else do my friends think that do my family think that and it really bothered me and I don't normally let stuff like that get to me I'm quite I'm I'm just such an easygoing person and you know I'll just take the mickey out of everything and normally that I would just laugh it off but it did it really affected me and then I thought I'm I'm gonna share how I how anxious I get crossing the road I want people to understand that and I did I trotted down to my local Tesco well tried to and I couldn't quite cross the road I think because I was filming it I was putting so much pressure on myself to try and do it and I couldn't do it and I posted that to my personal Facebook page which um, was I have all completely private so it was literally only my people who actually know me in real life and my family who saw it and a few a few people were like wow I never knew that it was this hard for you I didn't know that your sight was this bad I think because when I worked people just like I knew my building I didn't use my cane in my building like I don't use my white cane at home in familiar places I don't use my cane um and I would just you know stroll around like I knew what I was doing I mean I'd walk into the wrong meeting room on the wrong toilet at the best of times but <laughs> you know no harm no harm in that like do you need a handbag oh wrong toilet sorry um it's it was just one of those things that I think people see that you're not got an aid so actually it's not as bad as what it is and then they see this video and they're like oh wow and I remember one person saying it had quite an impact on them and the way they thought about me and so I thought oh okay I'm gonna pop this on on my Instagram and mm -hmm. I I'd recently had TikTok but it was that whole TikToks for kids things <laughs> and then um I I seen a webinar thing with the RNIB because I'd also been recently made redundant and I saw a webinar with the RNIB talking about helping people with sight loss get into work and stuff and I thought oh, I'm going to sign up for that I'm going to do that and I cannot remember the person's name that I spoke to, but there was a person in like, they do little connect groups for your counties. And I was talking to him and he was saying about another charity, which I don't know if he's allowed to, um, um, how they were doing a webinar on social media and how people with disabilities are using social media to kind of make a job. And I was like, okay, well, I'll give that a go. So I joined this webinar and there were lots of, um, creators on there um I can't tell you their names because I can't even remember <laughs> um but they were they were bigger than what I was I had like 10 followers and they were all saying you know depending on your age depending what platforms you use will depend where your audience is oh god I wish I could remember his name <laughs> he is completely blind but he did a YouTube video where he took his prosthetic eyes out to prove he was blind and I was oh. like, well, you, you know, you should never have to prove to someone if they don't believe you, they don't believe you. And it, I don't know, it just ignited like a fire in my belly because that really upset me for him. Mm. I thought you should not have to do that. And he had been saying that most of his um, like following comes from YouTube 
but he'd been doing it for like 15 years or something and that's why and I mean they didn't talk about money or anything but they just said they earned an income from it and obviously I'd been fresh out of work for three months and I was like god I need a job I'm gonna see if I can monetize this and so I literally joined every social media site there was with my can see can't see name and just started posting it mm. just so happened that TikTok was the one that kind of gained momentum quicker and gained yeah. a following quicker and I wasn't really taking it seriously I was maybe posting every four or five days to start with I was more of a listen kind of to the TikToks and, mm -hmm. and move on and I didn't really know what I was doing on it it's not completely compatible with voiceover um, and then sort of over the summer I did start posting a bit more and then come October uh, last year we had blind awareness month so I thought right every day I'm going to film myself doing something to show people this is how I do stuff blind mm -hmm. and that's kind of what elevated me um, not mm -hmm. just on TikTok but it a mass following then on Facebook and Instagram came and a slow following on YouTube and before I knew it like I was having newspapers contact me TV companies podcast people there was just all this interest sort of sudden oh wow you're blind let's talk to you mm. um, and that's kind of where it came like how it happened you mentioned it just there um, about TikTok not being totally compatible with voiceover that was one of my questions actually because I um I'm one of those people I use large print on some apps like WhatsApp Messenger yeah um, but on like Facebook and TikTok those apps don't enlarge um and I so I use voiceover as well I kind of I'm always turning it on and off um but I'm like it's really difficult I'm like it's so difficult Claire I need, I need some tips babes it's so I'm like what the fuck is going on here um because everything is not labeled so it's really hard to to navigate how, yeah. how have you gone about that do you get help with it or I do yeah so I I use predominantly I use voiceover but I also have speak screen as a shortcut so I'll disable voiceover and use speak screen because sometimes that will obviously on voiceover you're swiping aren't you and it will read to you but with voiceover you've got to imagine it's just in this grid format and if those buttons don't form fall within that grid it's not going to pick it up um so like on tiktok live the buttons at the bottom were all so close together it can't read them so but if you disable that and then you speak screen and just tap with your finger all over your phone it will narrate it to you um but sometimes it doesn't so on on tiktok live that's probably the biggest one and the asda shopping app <laughs> um mm -hmm. they're 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 not compatible at all with um, speak screen voiceover um or description so i got my boyfriend to uh, put a tiny bit of blue tack i think it was on the bottom right where the um where you end the live and then you've got to confirm it but again that because the voiceover would be off for me to press that I didn't know where the confirm was so I have two bits of blue tack on my phone so I knew where to press mm -hmm. um and again so the Asda app um is it Asda or Tesco's one of them when you when you've got stuff in your basket and you go to review the basket 
your voiceover doesn't work so it doesn't scroll down so you have to physically keep tapping and obviously if it's a good eyesight day I might be able to work out where one item is versus the next but if it's a bad eyesight day it all blurs into one so I can't really see where I'm tapping and you're kind of just tapping and hoping for the best so um sometimes I do have to get help and like with editing videos I cannot do that so voiceover is completely not compatible with that at all which is why my, my videos are so basic because I can't edit them um but if I do need editing then I get help on that yeah no it's really hard and and you know what I found as well because I use the Tesco I have the Tesco app shout out to Tesco um <laughs> but I actually find doing it on just on Safari is better with voiceover like more things are labeled if you use the oh, website okay. rather than the app it's but they will you know like when you go on the website they always try and like divert you to the app and I'm just like I don't yeah. want to go to the app leave me alone it's so annoying though because like you put wall but you I don't know you search Warburton's and then it's like gives you all the unnecessary information that you need it's like I just need to know that this is Warburton's and it's one pound ten that I've bought the big loaf and not that stupid half loaf that old people eat that's not what I'm after I want the big loaf <laughs> but no you have to go through the whole 100 grams six pounds 66 yeah per it's like just tell me what I need to know oh <laughs> don't even I mean this is the thing like technology is great voiceover is great but it it can be very long it really is so time that's why I just chop and change because I can't deal with it sometimes I'm like oh my god um it's really annoying um so one of the things that you do and talk about on your TikTok is doing your makeup not being able to see so I never used to wear makeup I used to think oh you know what I can't see I can't do it it's going to look terrible what's the fucking point then like so when I had some makeup but I'd only like get a friend to do it if we was going to a club or something like that um but since I had my weight loss surgery which I spoke to you about on Instagram um I feel so different and I feel like before I didn't really want to make that much of an effort yeah but now I'm like no do you know what and, and also seeing other visually impaired people doing their makeup also encouraged me I was like well if they can do it can do it I got my sister to show me the basics she told me like put your concealer here put your foundation there and then she told me when you feel like you've blended enough blend some more and I was like okay fine and now Claire I love it I absolutely love it I'm like and you know what because I saw one of your videos where you were saying that um if someone's around you'd ask them to check it just in case I do that as well but because I where I live on my own sometimes I'm asking my six-year-old I'm like does mommy's face look okay honestly but I've actually got comfortable to be like I'm at a point now where I'm like I will do my makeup on my own and go out what's the worst if you've got the right color match yeah like really what's the worst that can happen do you know what I mean like and I say if you blend enough you'll be all right and I'm actually okay with having if there's a little smudge or whatever like I'm sure someone will tell me it will be fine like I don't feel embarrassed anymore whereas before I felt super embarrassed like no it's not going to look right I can't do it I'm gonna look like a clown but I love it. Yeah, no, I'm the same. And, you know, if no one is around and I'm going somewhere and it's, you know, an important thing that I'm going to, I use be my eyes and I'll ask them, you know, mm-hmm. does it look okay? And I've, I've only ever had it once where she's like, oh, one side is a bit darker than the other where I haven't blended my contour. But I'm like you, it's like, well, if I've got a bit of mascara that's up here and I don't know it's up there and I go out and I've got a white cane, people are probably just going to think, oh, bless her. 
she tried for her face she did try (laughs) you know like I think a lot of the time now I I since going through sight loss I just think what's the worst that's going to happen you're not going to die so it's not the end of the world it's no big deal makeup shit as well let's be honest exactly Exactly. can have crazy makeup so we at least have an excuse exactly (laughs) and we can hide behind our cane and go well I'm blind it's not my fault (laughs) I didn't know (laughs) I didn't see it there (laughs) you know what you were saying earlier about when that guy in the supermarket was like accusing you of lying about being blind um I find that happens sometimes it doesn't happen to me a lot but it has happened especially where so as I said I use voiceover and then I don't so sometimes I'm just looking at my phone reading a message and then all of a sudden I get up and I've got my cane out and people are looking at me like what what the fuck's going on um I think that it's it's really hard some like I I remember a time Claire where I actually felt like oh my god like I need to make myself more blind uh, or look appear to be more blind so that people actually believe me but now again as I say talking to other people who are visually impaired and kind of raising more awareness I'm actually like becoming comfortable with actually knowing no do you know what I can see this and I can't see that and it's okay mm-hmm. and other people as inside people need to just get used to it and they need to understand that is the spectrum they need to understand that they might see me walking out with my cane in the daytime to tesco to get some cigarettes as i do um and i'm absolutely fine but i can like doing that same journey in the night i'll be walking so slowly i'll be walking into the wall because i just can't see at night time mm. and that's something that the public have to get used to i don't feel like it's down to us to like you know m- like let everybody know like what we can and can't see like it's very draining to have to explain it all the time to everybody people just need to be aware there's levels of visual impairment definitely and I think as well like the reality of it is as well is actually how many people are looking at you and thinking that probably not many Mm. I think you always it's like when you grow up you're you're so worried about what you look like or you know what someone's going to say about your new haircut and stuff and it's like well actually how many people are looking going oh look at her hair or oh look at her shoes they're probably not even looking especially today when most people's heads are in their phones the whole time they're not even looking at what's around them you know they trip over my cane a hundred times a day they're just not looking and I was like that and that's where my username came from can see can't see so a couple of years ago before um the pandemic my daughter had got in uh, she was doing a year abroad in America so we um spent a couple of weeks in America going around all the different universities to get a look and a feel for them before she had applied and I had my white cane with me and I wasn't a huge user of it at the time and going through airport security, I, I, she said, oh, you, you acted differently. And I said to her, I said, it's easier to pretend I'm completely blind than to let them know I have vision because they just do not understand yeah. Yeah. that you might have some vision. I said, and then we went through another airport. I think it was Detroit. And she was like, I understand now, mum, why you're just pretending you're completely blind she said it's hard work isn't it I said it is because they've just got no I mean a lot of them didn't even know what the cane was what's this I was like it's my white cane is it a walking stick 
no it's a white cane I'm blind and you know and then they completely change towards you and I mean more in sort of like the redneck small towns that no English people ever turn up to and we, we're like hi come to see a uni here um it it was really exhausting and hard work and I was the same as you because you feel a bit of a fraud because you think well yeah. sometimes I can see and sometimes I can't and mm. you do feel a bit of a fraud but if I didn't have my cane I couldn't I mean before it was really bad like I wouldn't be able to see steps and if people were coming towards me they're in my blind spots I wouldn't be able to see them and someone's walking their dog and their dog's sort of over there and they're over there and there's a lead going across I'd just go flying over it because I didn't see it Mm. but I could see a car and I could see a tree and and stuff like that and it was just yeah. like I can see but I can't see yeah but now that finer detail has got so bad that I can't see it which is why I use my cane all the time but no you're right like people we shouldn't have to explain ourselves people just let you be I mean I get that there are people that fake things for disability benefits and that but <laughs> you know to me those sort of peoples are more the ones that are pretending they've got bad back and I don't I've not yet seen anyone fake being blind because why would you give up your whole independence for well to try and get a disability benefit because let's face it not all of us get it why would you do that when it's easier to I don't know fake something else and that's yeah. I know there's there's ill people out there that do it but it's just crazy and it's very rare as well like I think it's it's very rare and like you know it has to be medically proven like exactly. you say, you're registered I'm registered like it, you can't just you, you can't know just get to the hospital and say I can't see can you register me blind they do yeah. so many tests and then <laughs> you know you you get this certificate and then you're you're given um I I know they're different all over the country wherever you're based but I was given a Rovi and I think they're called OMTs in other places and it's like well, you're not just given one of those by going yeah I'm blind so give me all that you know and you have to have cane training and like if you have a guide dog there's processes you have to go through to get they don't just give it to you because you tell them you're blind it's not like going to the dentist saying I've got two fake fix it it doesn't mm -hmm. work like that you 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 physically have to have tests for them to prove it and why would you just say yeah take my driving license away from me and my independence because I want to walk around with a white cane and look like this massive dickhead <laughs> You know what though? You call your cane Rick the Stick. I call my cane my pimp stick because I like to think that I'm a pimp there. Um, and I feel like mine, mine's pink and purple because I, 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 I have white ones. I think I've got two white ones actually, but I don't use them anymore. Um, I really want to get one in every colour. I say this all the time, but I need the money for it. Do you know what I mean? Where did you play? get your coloured one from? Because I looked on Ambutech, but they don't, UK is the only place they don't seem to ship to um I got it from the RNIB oh okay. a few years ago um and I think so ages ago I had a, just a pink one but now it's pink and purple so I think they can change it I want to get a rainbow one I think that'd be really cool oh that would be um, awesome but yeah it takes about six weeks to come though because I think it comes from Canada oh okay but yeah, yeah it was 30 quid and um I love it I want to get another one I do want to get another one they do have a gold one but I'm not sure what kind of gold it is like you know like it could be a bit of like a shitty gold or yeah gold. I don't know but I don't want it to be yellowy gold I want it to be like gold gold yeah but yeah anyways. I mean I've got all of mine are white except one which I spray painted pink to go ice skating with so the contrast was there mm. um but 
I've I've been told off quite a few times. It's a tool, not a jewel, Claire. I'm like, okay. Who said that? Tell them to fuck off. <laughs> Who the fuck said that? Are you mad? No. So, no. a Rovi had said it to me, but several people online say it should be a white cane. It's called a white cane for a reason. And you're just like, lighten up. Come they on. suck my dick, okay? <laughs> It'll be whatever colour I want it to be. And guess what? Guess what they're going to do, Claire? Guess what they're going to do? They're going to accept it, okay? Okay, thank you. It does the same thing. Um, exactly. I don't care. I want... You just... I just want to get another... I want to get another colour on purpose now. I, mean, <laughs> I use the I use the white one very rarely. I'm trying to think the last time I even used it, but probably if I just want to be more, if I want to feel more disabled, I'll use the white one so that I get better assistance. But to yeah. be honest, I've had no problems with the pink one. People still see, like they still see it. They still know what it's for. I'm using it in the same way. So they get it like, oh, stick. You know what I mean? People always yeah. say, oh, where did you get that one from? But other than that, I've never had anyone tell me like it should be white. Well, I know in America and Canada, they've all got different coloured canes, but it yeah. seems over here it, it should be white. I guess because if you're deaf blind, it's red and white, whereas if you're just blind, it's white. And mm. But then I yeah. think, you know, a lot of people don't even know what it's for anyway. So what colour it is shouldn't actually matter. <laughs> if people were looking where they're going, they would see it regardless of the colour. How about that? How about exactly. that? How about you just look where you're going, get your nose out your phone and just move out my blood clot way. Um, Claire, um, you mentioned, oh, actually, yeah, that's what I was going to say to you. So earlier you mentioned about driving. I think we should go on a trip. There is, so you, there is this place in, I think it's in Manchester, where you can do like a blind driving experience. I really want to go and I want to find a group of people that want to do it with me. It's um, funny so you should say that because someone, well, several people have contacted me to say that they've got private land that I can go and drive on. Oh, really? I'm here for it, Claire. I really, my, my PA, right? I don't know if I should say this. My PA, she was like to me, you can drive my car if you want. I was like, no, like, because my, where the car park is, it's, it's quite small. And like, she let me go in it. I turned the key and I was like, no, I can't do this. I don't like it. I, don't, I was scared. I was like, I don't feel like I can control the whole vehicle. Like the pressure was so scary. But I really want to do like a, like if I had like a big open space, I'd be more, confident and also I need an automatic car who's driving a manual it just seems confusing see I passed my test in a manual but then maybe we should go to a fair and do bumper cars first <laughs> maybe maybe we should but we got to do something we are going to get in a car before the end of this year I'm okay? down for that I'm down for that that will be so fun I've never never driven a car like there's a place of, um, near lakeside that does it as well Oh, is there? Yeah, someone in Essex contacted me saying that they've got because they teach under 17 so that as soon as they turn 17 that they can have like one driving lesson and then do their test. Mm -hmm. And they said that they would let me drive. And I was like, you might regret saying that because I'm going to do it. <laughs> oh, no, that be so, it would be so fun. I just want a picture in a car. I think that's what I want. That'd really. be pretty awesome. <laughs> so you mentioned your partner earlier and everyone knows that listen to my podcast that I'm a single Pringle always mingling I kind of feel like I I was looking for love and now I feel like I've given up talk to me a little bit about your partner when did you meet him can you find me a partner <laughs> um I don't have the best track record um so I had my daughter when I was 20 and I 
was with her dad not very long when we fell pregnant um and we split up when she was three then I met someone else when she was four we actually got married me and that person um but whilst you know I was dying in hospital with a stroke he was having an affair wow um, so we obviously split up um and then I stayed single for ages because I just didn't like men anymore. Um, my daughter's dad never cheated on me. Well, not that I know of, but he just wasn't a very nice person to me. Like, it's, I don't, I don't want to slag him off because that's her dad. But when you're young, I don't think you know how to treat each other. And there was a lot of emotional abuse. Like he used to call me things like Jabba the Hutt and he just wasn't very nice about I mean he's completely different now and we've got a lot of respect for each other and you know he's still part of her life um so I stayed single and I went on a few dates now I had started losing my sight going on these dates and it was always a bit do I tell them do I not but my I mean I wasn't I wasn't driving far and I was only allowed to drive in the day so I thought unless it comes up I'm not going to say anything um but they were all Romans all they they were just these are the sort of guys Claire nothing's changed this is so this story just is the worst so I've met this guy in a bar as I said I I was bigger when I was like in my mid-30s a lot bigger I was nearly 20 stone I met this guy in a bar because I'd never do the meeting online because I thought well when they meet me they're just gonna be like you look different because you know you do photos you look different and I just that whole oh she's big and she's blind I didn't want so I met this guy in the bar and I thought right he knows what I've looked I look like completely and he still wants to go on a date with me so I was comfortable with that so we (laughs) meet up and we go on the date and we go to pizza hut we go to the cinema and we go to pizza hut and he says to me um i would normally offer to pay the bill he said but you're clearly going to eat more than me so we'll go halves and i was just like okay and obviously at that moment in time i'm done that was it there was no more date but i'm not a rude person i'm just going to continue being pleasant and when it's over it's over so he then drops me home and he asks if he can use my toilet. And I was just like, I don't want you in my house. But, you know, he had driven quite far. So I was like, yeah, okay. So he goes to the toilet and whatever. Anyway, he goes. And um, I go upstairs. He'd left a floater in my toilet. I was livid. So um, I texted him a picture and I was like, you know, thanks. And he went, oh, too much fibre. The next day, he sends me a link to some fitness DVD on Amazon and tells me um, he'll buy it for me. And once I've lost weight, he will pay for me to have my boobs done. Oh, my God. And I was just like, are you for real, mate? Seriously? Anyway, he got blocked. Um, There were a few others who just... I can't even talk about because I'm just like, give me some hope. You're not giving me hope. please. I don't want to give them the time of day because a couple of them have since sent me messages saying, I'm sure we went on a date together. And it's like, yeah, we did. You asked. Anyway, I then get with my ex who wasn't the best looking guy, but 
I just I was more about personality because losing my sight was like well do you know what looks actually don't matter because they really don't because looks do fade whether you've got eyesight or not looks do fade and I thought he had such a lovely personality I thought (laughs) um and we had been together for quite a few years um and he had a baby behind my back um and god knows how many affairs so obviously I split up with him (laughs) and then I meet well I'm meet who I'm with now but we worked together so I knew who he was he had no idea who I was um but even when I was with my ex I liked him because there was just like this little joke at work that whenever my manager went into a meeting with him I'd always be like I'll touch him inappropriately for me and just stupid stuff like that so everyone knew I liked him except him he didn't know I liked him and there was lots of stalking like not me sat outside his house kind of thing but just (laughs) from afar in the office and the days he was in work I would make a real effort with the way I looked and I never really had a reason to need to speak to him Mm. and my manager he was all happy come skipping over and he was like Claire we're working on a project with him and I was like yes I'm involved he's like oh yeah definitely and he said email email this and and do this for him and I'd done the work for him and I remember him replying saying wow that's the quickest anyone's ever done anything for me (laughs) and um and I really wanted really wanted like the dirty mind in me came out and I was like no be professional um but he still didn't know my name anyway fast forward like two years at the Christmas party um I had gone and I was with my two friends Kelly and Lorraine and they knew I liked him and they're like just go and talk to him now I'm not joking the whole night we couldn't get near him he just has he he was really well liked at work like not just by women but by guys like everyone just liked him he's such a likable person and you just couldn't get near him there was just this group of girls around him the whole night and then like he entourage and we had a pick a mix stand at the work party and I, I had a dress on with pockets and me and my friend were filling my pockets with pick a mix because you know you need snacks 100%. Um, and I I was like, right, I'm going to go over and talk to him. And as I've got nearer to talk to him, just more girls turned up and I lost my shit. I was like, I'm not doing it. And like proper slamming my foot down, throwing a proper toddler tantrum. And with that, my friend Kelly just yanked me and pulled me over to him. And I remember her tapping him and she went, Claire wants to talk to you. And he turned, he turned around to me, faced me, gave me a shot and then turned his back to me. And I was like, oh my God, he got me a drink, he got me a drink. And then I realised like, no he didn't everyone's got a shot he's just given me a shot and then Martha friend Lorraine tapped him and she was like Claire wants to talk to you and he said what do you want to say and I was like uh I want to lick your face oh wow go on then and I did and I licked his cheek and he says to me still to this day from that moment he said I knew I was gonna love you and then we just spent the whole night talking and I was just like, you didn't even know my name. And we worked together. He said, no, I did. He said, I just couldn't remember it. But it then turned out that he did actually ask my manager if I was single about six months prior to that. And he was like, oh, no, she is with someone. But it's not looking good because I just found out he'd had the baby behind my back. Mm. So, yeah, I think we were meant to so, be. So there is hope. So your advice to me, Claire, is lick I need to face. go and say to a man, I want to lick your face. Claire... I'm going to try this, and if it backfires, I'm going to call you. I have this motto, if you lick it, it's yours. 
I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'd just like to say I don't lick everybody. I'm quite selective. I've licked Gary Barlow and sadly he wasn't mine. And I lick my dentist's hand, but that's by mistake. That's just because I don't know what to do with my tongue. Um, and I've licked my friend Jay. Um, but other than that, they're the only four people I've licked. Okay. Um... I declare I'm speechless I don't I don't know what to say but I'm just trying to think if there's any men in my life or women I don't I don't discriminate um that I can possibly approach in that way do you know there is a there is a guy that I'm speaking to on Instagram but he takes a long time to reply like he's very oh. busy with work so maybe my next message needs to just be I want to lick your face yeah just you know what have you got to lose <laughs> tell him you brush your tongue if that helps because you know a lot of people are funny about that I brush my tongue yeah I brush my, yeah you've got to brush your tongue guys brush your brush your tongue okay <laughs> I'm gonna try this Claire honestly I'll let it, you know how it goes it, it worked for me I'm like with the most amazing person in the world that I never thought I stood a chance with like the amount of girls that were around him that night and he chose me I was just like and I and he knew as well that I was losing my eyesight and how how long have you been together we've been together five years and so after we'd been on a few dates the whole eyesight thing came up and you know I said to him it is only going to get worse but um, I mean we met on December the 19th and this was kind of in the January and I remember him saying I'm in it for the long run no matter what and I was like wow you know we, we haven't been together that long but he's already saying that he's going to be mm. committed what I go through and I had um, a Moorfields appointment within that that small window and he sat in that hospital with me that whole day now none of my exes ever came to my hospital appointments with me because no one had seven hours that they could spare mm -hmm. and he sat with me all day and I just remember thinking he's such a good guy like and I think that goes to show Claire because I always say to like my girlfriends now is like if a man wants you they'll have you that's, yeah that's it there's no like there's not there's not a question it's not like you just, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be wondering about it um I'm not like it's not you shouldn't be playing games it's like no when a man's ready because because this is the thing like I know like where you know where we have a difference in age but like guys my age like 27 28 30 some of them are ready for like a relationship they want to settle mm. down blah 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 but a lot of them are not and and I used to entertain that whereas now I've got to a point where I know what I want mm. in life I know what I'm looking for and I'm not here to play games and I do believe like if a man wants you they will make the time they will Absolutely. make the time if they yeah. think you're worth it if they want you and if they're ready for that and I think it's really important for women to understand that like you're you are the prize you know what I mean we, we are yeah. the prize um yeah. and and they should they should want to you know chase chase us so yeah I will be sliding into people's dms telling them I want to lick their faces and if it all backfires Claire I'm telling you and if it works fire. I want to be at the wedding 100 percent chief bridesmaid <laughs> chief bridesmaid so Claire we're nearly at the end of the podcast, but my last question to you, and it's a really, it's a hard hitting question. So just brace yourself, okay? Braced. Okay. Now really there should only be one answer to this question, but the question is Claire, what is your favorite podcast? 
course, of of course, it's Joy's World. <laughs> oh, really? No, I've only answer. just got into podcasts in the last month or two, um, and they have started with disability podcasts and. I've, so I've listened to yours and um, a guy called Ezric, I don't know if you follow him, he's called Blind in NY. I know um, Ezric, yeah. I can't remember what his podcast's called now, something beyond disabilities. Um, and then um, Kai and the other guy that does it, I can't remember his name, oh I'm so bad with names. <laughs> and actually you're all so entertaining and it's, I mean, like I say, I think we're we're quite on a similar wave level. So I have quite a warped sense of humour. Um, mm-hmm. well, I mean, go around licking people for God's sake. So, and I find some podcasts I find too serious. I'm just like I'm not. I'm, I can't be doing with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a comedian as well whose podcast I've just started listening to, and Anthony Jesselnick, who's got very dark humour. So don't listen to him if you don't appreciate dark humour. But yeah, no, I do. I'm really, I'm really starting to get into my podcasts now. So I shall, um, I shall definitely be going back and listening to more, but it's words can be quite powerful sometimes and you don't realize it until you kind of invest that time into listening. So yeah, well done. <laughs> Thank you. I love, I love it. I love podcasting. I've been doing it for nearly four years now, and I really enjoy it. I just like talking shit for a living. It, it really makes me happy. Um, Claire, everyone that comes on my podcast, I like to get them a little gift just to say thank you for giving me your time. Your gift is actually in my other room, but I will give it to you tomorrow because I've seen each other tomorrow. Um, but I've got you a little Joy's World the podcast box and a bottle of Bailey's. So I hope you like Bailey's. Oh, bless you. You didn't need to do that. I do. I bloody love a Bailey's or a pint. <laughs> I haven't had Bailey's in so long. Um, but yeah, I love it. It's nice. It's a nice little treat, isn't it? Oh. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Remember to follow your dreams and follow me on Instagram at Joy's World the Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at JoyXOXO. Email me if you're a hot guy or a hot girl, joyspodcast at hotmail.com. Claire, my love, can you shout out your TikTok, your Instagram? Yeah, so my my page is a can see, can't see, um, but on Instagram it's got an underscore. <laughs> Make sure you follow her, guys. She's amazing. Her content is great. Claire, thank you so much for coming thank on. You. Guys, remember to stay happy and live your best life always. Mwah. Bye.